This is another episode of Flavor in Your Ear Podcast. A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. Everything you say upsets somebody. Please welcome the man behind the madness. The most important person with all due respect. Let's go! Your host and audio flavor maestro. My man. Marquise Edwards. All right, there we go. All right, what's up, everybody? We are back again for flavor in your ear for strictly forbidden flavor segments. It's been a while, we know, but we're getting back in the groove of things, so we're just gonna get straight to talking about what we're gonna talk about. It's been a long October. Happy Halloween to those who celebrate. Hope everybody's been having a good year thus far, and uh, let's get into it. So it's a lot of topics to talk about, uh, and I'm gonna just start. You know. Uh, Asking us all some questions because I've been having a lot of questions and thinking about a lot of stuff. I've been like seeing shit on TV and thinking about, oh, this would be something good to talk about or seeing some on YouTube. This would be good to talk about. Um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Just a couple of things I've seen, access some questions. And then, uh, you know, we'll see how, how the conversation goes. So what's up, Zona? How you doing, by the way? Just uh, let everybody hear your voice and let them know you're back. Hold on. Oh, hello, everybody. I'm sorry. I was in the middle of doing my own little thing. So how everybody doing today? Right, right, right. So she's here, y'all. Just so y'all know. So before we get to on our on our shit, you know, I just want to say thank, thank you, everybody, for y'all listening here. We appreciate y'all um, tuning in. And I hope everybody's enjoying the content. And if you're not, and if it's something you want to see or hear, let us know. So, Zone, I don't know if you've been looking at social media lately, but... It's a kind of popular trend now, you know, uh, that's been going on. It's been about this, uh, like, red flags, right? It's always, like, red flag memes. It's, like, the trending thing on the Internet right now. So everybody, like, if someone does X, Y, Z, red flag. If someone does X, Y, Z, red flag. So I think we could talk about some red flags today. Uh, just, you know, some red flags in general. And, you know, maybe some have some conversations about red flags, you know, amongst me and you. So. My first question to you is when you're seeking to talk to somebody or you're interested in somebody, what is an immediate red flag for you? Like what's if they do this one thing, you like, oh, fuck it. Not talking to you, not dealing with you. That's it. The first one actually would be bad mouth your ex. I don't mm. care what your ex has really done off the break. Somebody you don't even know, you should never bad mouth your ex. Cause it sets the tone of president for me for how you would do me when we when we're together when we break up. Like even though I've been married pretty much almost what eighteen years and together twenty, no guy can ever say I badmouth my baby father, my husband to him because that's just not what I do. You don't know that part of me until we're like really solidified and showing that we are longevity together. Then I reveal that to you. But I see guys all talking about my baby mother, this, my baby mother, that. Oh, I can't stand this B. And I'd be like, why do you badmouth her? You were with her for more than six, seven months. So you knew what she was like. So why would you come to the next female and downplay or down talk that woman that you stayed with if you saw those red flags? And that's a red flag for me because as soon as you do that, I feel like you don't have respect. Because it's, a, it's, it's levels to how you address people, how you address a new situation, and how you address your ex in that situation. That's just me. How about you? That's a good one. That's that's some primetime big dick energy right there. Like, that's, 
I, I like that outlook. That's that's actually that's solid. Like I never looked at things that way. I, of course, I have my red flags, but from what you're saying, like I I might man, that's that's crazy. That's that's a good op, uh, a good way to look at things. So for me, uh, an early on red flag for me is asking asking too early, asking for things too early when you haven't established a relationship. Um, my thing is this, so yeah, most people know men are supposed to provide and give and all those things like that, but it kind of just blinds your, what your intentions are, even if you know, if you're just too needy and asking for things before you establish a relationship with somebody. Because me, myself, even if it was with you, and we've been talking, we've been talking for a while now, I still would be uncomfortable asking you for certain things so early on when like you don't know, you know, what my angle is, or you know what I'm saying? So like- exactly. So like, cause it can get misconstrued. It, it could be you just uh, you just need things, or it could be you know, cause it's in the world we live in today. We know everybody wants something out of somebody, right? So you don't know what the angle is. So if I if it's been like a week or two, and you start asking for things, let me start like a week or two, like a couple of months. You know what I'm saying? You start asking for things, and all these stories coming out about how you in a jam and blah blah blah. I'm like, what was you doing if you didn't meet me or if we exactly. weren't talking? You know what I'm saying? So like, you have to figure this this ish out. You know what I'm saying? So like, when I think about that, I'm like, man, that's a red flag, and this made me think like, I don't know what your intentions are. I don't know what your intentions are. So like, as far as dating somebody or talking to somebody, that's a real big red flag for me. If you ain't committed to me or we're not committed, and I don't know you, I don't feel co- I would give because I'm a giving person, but it's gonna be with limitations because I'm like. I don't want you to think this is no wishing well you're going to keep on tapping in. You know what I'm saying? So that's a red flag for me. How about you cross-reference? You ask me a red flag question, and I'll answer it, and then you reciprocate. How about that? So I won't ask all the red Because I got a bunch of red flag questions, so I'm not, I'll be all night. But. No, this is, this is your turn. So we, I'm bouncing off. You did the first red flag. I did one. You did one. Because remember, last week I did it. This week is you. So. Okay. I got okay. I got him down, but go ahead. Okay. So what is a red flag with you uh on a date? When you're going on a date, what's a red flag with you? Well, let me say first, I'm not old school, but I'm not new school neither. I'm just one of those people <laughs> that do just certain things I feel like sets the precedence for a man. It's the same things I would teach my boys. When I first meet a guy, when you come over. How you address my kids is a big red flag. You don't have to. I'm not saying come over and bring them food. I'm not saying come over and get, you know, dapping everybody up. But when you come into a person's house, I feel like you should address everybody there. You, If you see the kids, hey, how y'all doing? Um, At least give them small talk to let them know that I ain't trying to get in your mama's pants, which probably is your motive. But don't <laughs> give my kids the impression that you're cold. Because if I come into your house, I'm southern. When I come into somebody's house, I speak to everybody in there. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's your grandma. She can roll her eyes at me all she wants. But as long as she can't say, that young woman didn't speak or that old broad didn't speak. But that's just a little thing. And second, when we're out on the date itself, when I come to your car, I hate I hate buggies. I really I have a thing with cars. I do not like dating guys with beat up cars. <laughs> it is a red flag. It's not a mean red flag, but it's a red flag to show. People will fake on Facebook like they live in the world. And when you meet them in person and see what they're driving, it sets the president because you value what you have. 
So even if you couldn't afford, a, a, you can't afford a Maybach, but please don't come to me with a car with only one door working because that's a red flag to me. Because it means I need to know where your priority is at. Not saying that you have to afford the best, but if you have problems with your car, then you have one or two things, either get a better job or find an avenue to get a better car. And it may sound a little bit superficial, but it's the truth because I have an older car. But you would never know it. My car is always it's always maintained. I'm always taking okay. to the shop to make sure everything is done. But you're never gonna get in my car and only have one door, one window working, no AC in it. I have things that says to me how you value what you are and what you can afford. Don't get a Benz if you can't afford to pay. You can get a reasonable, practical car and still have it maintained. But don't get a Benz and ride down the street sound like you in a, a Subaru or something. I mean, you have to be able to like literally come out and step out like you like you're the million bucks that you claim you are hmm. it's just me no that's 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 a good take i mean i guess kind of like, like how they say you know like if you could somebody went to your house and your house is super dirty right like mm -hmm. that that's what you dwell in you dwell in your car you dwell in your house all the time so like that's how you keep it what's that saying about how you know how you are how you like to you know how like to carry yourself so i get that you know, because if you want to, if you want a woman's house and her house was super dirty and junky, you'd be like, oh, you know, the same, the same exact. So the car is something that they transport themselves in every day. Yep. And if they have enough confidence to let you in there when, like, okay, I get it that cars might be messed up sometimes, but they know you about to get in there, or they know about to invite somebody in there, you better get that shit fixed. <laughs> you, because that's you, you're displaying yourself at this point when you're dating somebody don't know you. Now, once they know you and they know that, hey, I might just be struggling right now, that's okay. But off the rip, no, nah, you need to make that impression. So I, I get that one. Uh, a red flag for me uh, while dating. This might seem a little bougie, but I don't like nobody super late on the first date because I don't know you like that. <laughs> <laughs> if you take too long, if you take too long on the first date, I can eat like plus or minus 15 minutes. I'm cool with that. When you take too long on the first day, ain't nothing you can come out how good you can come out looking. And I'm gonna be like, you know what? Cause I feel like at that point, you know, like it's all about you at that point. When you go on a date, it's supposed to be about both of you getting to know each other. So like if I'm waiting after 30 minutes an hour, my mood already off because like now I'm a chauffeur or I'm just, you know, well, I, I don't like that. I don't like people not being on time. And that's not even like a military thing on me. That's just like a life thing on me before the military. Like I hate people the way me, like it's time. Most, people make, most people make you wait they don't say, oh, give me a moment. Like, they just have you waiting. <laughs> like, they don't say, like, oh, uh, I'm going to phone with my mom or, oh, this will give you some, you know, proper excuse. They have to have you waiting. You set a time. You, as adults, if you're the time, don't waste my damn time because I could be out making money or doing something else at that time, you know, while you're over here playing. So that's a red flag for me before the date. And on the date, if I, if we communicate where we're going to eat or what we're going to do, and you seem like you're not interested because I know whenever I do something with somebody else, I ask for input. Say, hey, what you want to do? You know, go to the movies. Okay. What type of movie you want to see? A scary movie. I choose a scary movie. You didn't necessarily choose it. If you're uninterested and we communicate about what we're going to do, I think that that's, that's being genuine right there. Like, because I'm thinking about later on down the road because if that, like, that little first date is like an impression of how you're going to deal with things. Everybody going front on the first couple of dates. I get that. But if you bold enough to be like that on the first date, I'm like, yeah, this ain't going. 
I'm in for one thing only, and I'm gonna get in and get out because we know this ain't gonna last. <laughs> that's to be that's to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Because I know that I'm not compatible with that over the long term because I know those things that irritate me, and I'm quite sure it's things that I do to irritate people as well. But I try my best to communicate. Hey, you know this. Is, hey, we going to, we going to dinner at seven. I made reservations at seven. I'll be at your house at six forty-five. If I'm out there waiting, miss reservations, I'm out there calling, trying to fix stuff. You've been considered all the effort and energy I put into something already early on. So I'm gonna be like, I'm gonna be one of them people like, oh, I ain't trying to do nothing else for you. We can go to a drive through you know what I'm saying? Then I'm take I'm I'm downgrading, you know, what I would what I would give to you. So that's a red flag for me, uh, with the with the dating game uh or whatnot. So I'm gonna piggyback off of that one. Let me say, we know black folks ain't never on time for near nothing. So if you say be ready at seven o'clock, you might as well make reservations for eight, eight thirty, because you know black folks ain't never ready for nothing. I can say that. We get ready <laughs> at the very last minute. No, when did you say cookout starts at five? Black folks start showing at 545, 6 o'clock. So if you want to plan your cookout, you know I'm going to say 5 because cookout is going to start at 6, 630. We already know that. It's a running joke. But I totally agree with you. I feel like when you're all out on a date, one of my red flags is not even, the time is precious. It's the one thing you can never get back. You can replace reservations. You can replace gas. But you can never replace time. So I totally agree with that. I feel like when y'all, when you first go out on that date, We've communicated for maybe four, two, three weeks, maybe. You already should know by now my likes and dislikes. I have a problem with somebody. I'm allergic to seafood. So don't plan to go somewhere that serving seafood knowing I can't eat anything because I feel like mm-hmm. you're selfish to me now because it's not fair. It's like if you said I don't eat meat. I'm not going to go somewhere that's serving all meat knowing that you be sitting looking at the plate like that's messed up. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to say, hey, look. I, I know you can't eat seafood because I heard you when you said it. So how about right. we go here? You know what I'm saying? If you say, hey, I'll eat meat at all. I'm going to find a vegan restaurant. It may bother me, but I'm because it's our first time. I need you to understand. I, I'm understanding you. I heard you. And I'm sympathetic towards your plight. Now, I can say, well, hey, I'm not going to give up my meat. But how about we go somewhere that has a vegan side? along with a regular side. That way I accommodated you and myself. But I've had right. people take me on dates knowing like Blue Dolphin. It's all seafood and one thing on the menu that's, that's that you can eat that's not seafood. And I'm looking like, so you took me to Blue Dolphin knowing I can't eat seafood at all? So I'm supposed to watch you break crabs open and break open <laughs> lobsters. And the only thing that got to mean is just one nasty-ass chicken sandwich, a cordon blue. I don't eat that. So the whole time I'm watching you like, dang, I can't wait till I leave this motherfucking date so I can literally go get me something to eat. That right there told me we can never be, we, we couldn't even go out on the second day. Every time he asked me, now I got something to do. Because I, like I said, I brushed him off because I felt like he was inconsiderate towards hearing me say a hundred times, I can't eat seafood. I'm allergic to seafood. I don't even really touch seafood because I can't really eat it. I don't even like to smell it because I get mad because I can't eat it. But you still took me to court. You still took me to Blue Dolphin. Why? Because you wanted seafood. You didn't think about me. And I thought that was a selfish way of thinking of, so you think you're going to get some ass at the end of the night when you didn't even accommodate me in the beginning. And that's <laughs> right, just the truth. Right, 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 right. I, I get that. I get that. And that shows also that they're not a good listener. They're not really listening to you anyway. Or they just don't give a fuck. Either, exactly. either or. Either, either or. It's, it's both bad on both on, on both mm-hmm. platforms, right? Either they're not listening or they don't, or they listening and don't care. So, like... People like I think we had a conversation about this in, in 
previous episodes when you, you were saying how like sex is like a mental stimulation first so like they already destimulating you by doing mm-hmm. stuff like that already you know already so like I, I i get that part so leading up to it you see we getting levels to this right what's a red flag for you zone with conversation with you and somebody else who you getting to meet like what what type of conversation words or things they can talk about or what they can say that will immediately turn you down turn you off like you like not nah, a thing gonna work well it's nothing you can't talk about because i talk about everything i don't care what it is we can conversate on it but however i still have like i said i have pet peeves with people that just journey down people for no reason i told you i'm one of the people i'm not saying everything has to be positive but every conversation you're finding a reason to shoot negativity into it i have an issue with that because again that shows to me you're either a narcissist or a negative person like for example we could be talking about religion I'm not against nobody's religion because I'm not a religious person, but I can give you my opinion on a verse that you done gave me. You go, oh, nah, 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 that ain't it. I mean, this, this, and that. And I'm like, so you shot it down. Or for example, I'm going to use, I can use my husband because it's fine that we done had this conversation. I could tell him like, I, I, I'm a real, I'm a real blunt person. So we could be somewhere and I could be saying something to somebody or I'd be talking about my, my driving. Oh, you don't drive well. You don't drive right. I don't like riding in the car with you. Why are you so negative? Why you just didn't say like, hey, you know, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to sit in this car and ride. But to say, turn over here. Turn over there. Go do this. I'm looking like, bro, do you want to get over and drive? Because you're clearly knocking everything I'm doing. And I hate that. Because if you're driving, I'm going to sit there and be like, I'm holding on to the seat. But that's just you. I might be like, well, you know... Yeah, I want to say nothing, but I was kind of scared. But I'm not going to say, hey, you're fucked up and driving. But everything <laughs> he said, and I told him, is a negative moment. Like, again, when you get into a relationship, those are red flags that you saw, but you overlooked thinking that that person would change or thinking it's just your imagination. No, it's not. If you hear negativity out of every conversation, that's a red flag that that person really is negative or really has a disposition where they grew up in a negative environment. And I don't want that kind of toxic in me because I'm a, I'm not a negative or positive person but I believe in trying to find the equal balance in everything like I'm never going to shoot you down and if you you having a bad day I'm not gonna say dang we still talking about that I'm gonna let you finish out like come on bro you had a bad day I understand what can we do how can I help you out not be like damn you still talking about that same motherfucking subject we're talking about it for a whole week you can talk about it for a whole year as long as you're getting it out that's just me and right. you I think red flag and conversation for me, kind of, kind of where you come from. I hate a negative person. I hate that. I hate negativity. Uh, I also hate victim being a like making yourself a victim. So like, if you having a conversation and I'm asking you questions, and, and when, when I say victim, it's kind of like a more in a, a broad sense though. Like every time I ask you, like, so you tell me, uh, like, say you, I was talking to you. And he said, oh, I don't have my master's degree or my bachelor's degree. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's cool. He'd be like, oh, but it's because, you know, some reason. Like, oh, because my mom, my, my mom didn't give me no money or because I had a kid or whatever. Like, I don't want to know all of that. And I feel like that sets a precedence for whatever you're wrongdoing. You always gotta spit somebody else or something else out your mouth once to, you know when when you didn't when you didn't get it. You know, like, oh, I don't have this, so I didn't do this because of you know anything out the butt is bullshit. 
I hate somebody off the off the rip, you know, makes excuses for wherever they are in their life when they're trying to explain themselves or present themselves that you blaming everybody else about. Like now, we all know everybody has stories and things that influence them growing up and stuff like that. That's later on down the road that you can explain to like, oh, why why I'm not affectionate because hey, I don't have affection when I was a kid. Like you know, stuff like that. That's different. But when you talking, when I'm asking you like, oh, uh, what do you do for a living? Oh. Well, I, I'm at a restaurant. Oh, because um, my business, my business, it, 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 you know, just making other excuses for why you didn't do it. Just own what you have. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot that goes to me with confidence about whoever you are. I don't care if you a janitor. If you confident in what you're doing, and you okay with that, that, it's a certain type of attraction I get to you when you, you know, you you stable in whatever it is you do, and you're not blaming nobody else. We all know everybody can wish they can do better. I wish I had a better job. You probably wish you had a better job, but hey, we embrace what we got, to, what we got going on, and we handle that. You know, we handle it. We ain't blaming everybody else in the world, but why we ain't doing X, Y, Z? So anybody that's negative and victim plan, I will say is a immediate turnoff to me, uh, like off the off the rip, like that's. That sets my gets my mood down because I feel like the victim card can be pulled for everything. I know we had several conversations about you know how how black people we can pull the victim card for everything. You know we 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 are, we are liable to pull the victim like we're able to pull the victim card and nobody gonna question it. But we shouldn't have to pull the victim card for everything because some situations we can get ourselves out of, but we choose to pull that victim card anyway. So I feel like the victim card is like one of them. Get out of jail free. Get out of jail free. I'm going to keep on playing this card as long as I can play it. And when somebody call you out on it, you all upset. Like, no, I don't. Just, just own it. You know, everybody don't make the best decisions. Sometimes we make mistakes. I made a bad decision. I did the wrong thing. Cool. I'm still here today, still able to fix my life. I like people that take accountability. Man, you know what I'm saying? As a man, you want a man to take accountability. So as a female, you should take accountability too. I don't care if you got seven kids, blah, 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 blah. Don't make, give me no excuses. You got seven kids, you love them. Cool. I, I like the fact that you embrace your decisions in your life because you made your decisions, not me. So that's you my know thing. What? And I, the, the victim card is still kind of ties in the same thing with, like I said, negativity. with mine, like the negativity. I find the victim card is like the the easiest thing to use. But I also find my problem is I'm going to say women use the victim card way more than men. Like, you know, it's an equal balance. But I find women always automatically say, like, if it wasn't for him, and you'd be looking over like, what does he have to do with it? Like me, I'm not, I'm never gonna play the victim because I was I was a fool and an idiot for choosing the person. Now, unless, like you, like I said, for women, I always tell them, your body is your temple. Now, even thieves go into a temple every once in a while and try to steal, but, yes. When you open the door to let the thief in, he's going to come in and keep coming. But when you lock that door and say, hey, look, no more, no more of this, no more. But y'all keep letting them in, keep letting the same type of, how many thieves can you let in your temple before you say, hey, I'm tired of being robbed? Same thing goes with your body. How many dudes can you let enter your body and say, hey, I'm tired of getting these dead, beat ass baby fathers? Who's the victim? Because these dudes don't dictate your cycle. Dudes can't dictate when you're ovulating, you do. If you think that you might get a bump, then don't fuck while you're ovulating. And I hate that with women. You think that because he's around, he's a good dude. He's all dudes around until you get pregnant, but it depends. If you think that you made, like, I'm, I'm beyond. I was just reading a bit, a post today where the girl said, here, I thought I was gonna hit and roll and look at me pregnant now. So if you thought that, where was the condom at? 
why would you go without a condom if you thought you're just gonna let them hit it and roll? Because at that point, you knew what you were chancing. How you literally the victim? I can't say you are a victim when you literally said, "I thought it's gonna be a hit and roll." You're the you're the only person that dictates that 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 body. He can only he can only nut it if you allow him. You say, "Hey, look," you could have said like, "Hey, look." I thought it was going to be hit and roll. I made her strap up for some odd reason. I'm pregnant. You go like, well, dang, that's a victim of circumstances. But you knew you were mm-hmm. ovulating, but you clearly let him come run up in you raw. I don't understand the concept. Like me, I'm not going to say I have four kids, and I'm going to say they spaced out so damn far that I'm thinking like myself, I should have played the victim in a hit and roll. But the point <laughs> is, I knew that I didn't want any more kids. I knew I didn't want to be that victim. I knew I didn't want to have kids back to back to back to back to back. So I said, hey, I'm not going to play that victim and say, the first two, I was an idiot. Don't get me wrong. I was young. But you, as and you in your 30s and 40s, how, how much of a victim can you be if you say, I got 10 kids and maybe four, five, six, seven different baby fathers? That means that seven, eight different dudes rolled up in you raw and you never considered pregnancy? Let alone STDs, because you can pop a pill for STD, but you can't pop a pill for 18 years. So I'm just saying, when you say victim, I do kind of understand that. And like I said, it's funny because I know I'm jumping. I I, I, I really, really have met like, the reason why I'm single in this time, because in the last six months, I've literally met like maybe five dudes with 16 kids or more. And I said, well... How y'all in y'all 40s and 40 under under 45 and y'all are literally rolling with 16 kids? So that means mm. you rent roll about 16 times with maybe seven, eight, nine, ten different women. And not said that's a that's a red flag. That's another red flag for me. When I'm talking to a dude and he tell me how many kids he got, I ain't gonna be another number on your notch. Not, not because you I'm not worried about getting pregnant, because that's this is my body, it ain't gonna happen. But the fact that you literally tell me 16 kids is kind of a lot. Now, unless you got triplets, quadruplets, 16 kids is a hell of a lot for one man. So it says to me, where you going to be able to help me out? When I mean help me out, I mean like when we go out to dinner, that means can you afford you? Can you afford us? Because if we go on opposite, I mean like if I pay this week, can you afford next week? When can we afford to go to move? Because that means, that means it's kind of like maybe I'm be footing the bill. When can you help? Can you buy me something? Because I got to help you buy your kids something. I have no problem. But you know, you know how hard it is to try to help a man with 16 kids? Buy Ooh. shoes, buy clothes, do Christmas. That is a lot of kids. One, two, maybe three, four. Four is a toss. When you got 16 kids, when do you have time for your woman? When do you have time to buy you? When can we go on trips? Where are we going to get a vehicle big enough to take your 16 and maybe my two or maybe my four? How who going when are we gonna be in a car together? Because a sixteen kids ain't getting in no damn car. That's just not gonna happen. <laughs> so when are we gonna go get a, 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 a what you call a, a, a Pan America bus or you know what I'm saying Greyhound bus? Because that's the only way you get sixteen kids plus miles on it is rent a Greyhound. So it says to me it's a lot of different things. But then when you say I fall, I, I love you and I want to be with you forever. What if I decide to want kids? That's 17 kids plus my, nah, that's not going to work for me. That's just too many kids. That means you have no time for me because, see, when your kids get pregnant, then they're those grandkids. Those grandkids come in and take the place of the kids. So I'm not being funny because I don't have any grandkids at 40. So my point is, you don't have to worry about me saying, hey, I ain't got no time for you because my grandkids are over. I ain't got no time for you because my kids are over. You got to, that means I got to do with at least eight baby mothers. I got to deal with, I don't know which one of your kids is disrespectful. 
I don't know which one of your kids can be unruly. I don't know which one of your baby mothers going to want to fight because you done moved on. I don't know if you still in love with one of those baby mothers because that's a lot of baby mothers. So it is a red flag for me when I literally sit down and think about when you say red flags. When Obama tell me he got that many kids, I stop conversation just like that. I don't even respond to your phone calls. I don't respond to your texts because I feel like my time is going to be occupied by, can you divide a pie 16 ways how many times? How many times, how many people can you split a 16-piece pie with? Only 16 people. So, I mean, I can't really share because that means you got to slice it real thin in order to split it between 16 people plus yourself. See what I'm saying? And I look at it like math. You got to think, well, how can I divide my time? Because every week you got to get at least one or two kids. You got to. You got one of those. And you can't tell me all your baby mothers are cool. I'm not going to believe all your baby mothers are cool. You see what I'm saying? That's like I understand when guys say, hey, I met a girl. She got seven kids. Ooh, seven is a lot to be buying shoes for. Shoes are like two fifty, maybe three hundred dollars. Can you imagine? Ooh. You have to really, you got to be P Diddy to be able to afford to buy sixteen kids, seven kids shoes, let alone sixteen plus grandkids. And pay cell phone bill, pay cable bill, pay car insurance, car note, house, rent, food. You got to think about all those things when you're dealing with somebody with that many kids. That's a red flag that stops me from right then and there. Because if I chance to ask them to get pregnant, unprotected or protect pregnant, I mean protected, it says to me. You can't afford mine because you can't afford the ones you got. Because ain't nobody out here rocking with that kind of money. Curry, unless you drug Curry. Curry. That's me. <laughs> no, that's that's facts. That's facts. Uh, yeah, that's that's facts. And that's a lot of different. Uh, just to, to to ask anyone to be in that situation, you got to be giving a lot to that person. And if you're dealing with all of those different people, women, children. How do you even, if, if you are a caring person, how are you gonna have to, how are you gonna say you're a caring person and care for just you when you got all these other people that you have to distribute your attention and love to? It's, I think it's just too hard. I don't think, I know they got this stigma, they say guys think with their penis, so I guess that's just, like, at what point do you even stop dating when you got that many responsibilities? You know what I'm saying? Like, like you done already, you got a whole garden, bro. Go ahead and tend to your garden. You shouldn't be planting no more seeds nowhere else. You know what I'm saying? Like, from a, from a logical standpoint, like, you got business to attend to. You shouldn't be focusing on nothing else. But, you know, but that at the moment. So, I don't know, man. Everybody different. I don't want to be the, the person throwing negativity on some people like that. But it's just like, my outlook is just like, you got business to take care of. You shouldn't be, that should be the last. Go get some hookers so you can have no commitment or nothing, you know, nothing like that. You, you, you get your little fix you can get on you, you can get on out of there but you should not be trying to be in a relationship with anybody all you ask somebody to do is take on all that burden that you have because mm -hmm. you can't handle it you can't handle it by yourself so exactly my point exactly you, you invite somebody to, to deal with that with deal with that situation with you and, and who who would want in their right mind to want to deal with that unless like ain't enough love in the world i'm sorry because you're gonna put them through so much stress and hell dealing with all those other people you're now tuned in to Flavor in Your Ear. Flavor in Your Ear.